The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the one God, who is lover, beloved, and love overflowing. Amen. The days are getting darker. And I mean this both literally and figuratively. And I find myself wondering, as the darkness gathers, what does hope look like? This fall, the maple leaves have been late in catching fire, and their tardiness has coincided with a new UN report on climate change, which tells us that by 2040, we can expect unprecedented and violent climactic events. Faced with these new realities, we must ask when, not if, the last maple will shed its leaf on this land by the Hudson. And yet I find that this fall, I only love the maples this land, this world, this life, even more. It is all the more precious for its fragility and its impermanence. And yet still I ask, what does hope look like now? Job and Bartimaeus both shine like stars in the night sky by which we can navigate in this gathering dark. Today's Gospel reading presents us with two surprising words, and they're so small you may have missed them. They are again and regained. When Jesus asks Bartimaeus what he wants him to do for him, he responds, 
let me see again. Similarly, when Jesus has done as Bartimaeus asks, we are told that Bartimaeus has regained his sight. The clear implication is that Bartimaeus was not always blind. Like Job, he lost something he once had, something he was probably so accustomed to he didn't know to love it until it was gone, until he quite literally entered the dark. And yet when Jesus approaches Jericho, Bartimaeus remains on the side, calling out not for healing, not for sight, but for mercy. He doesn't rush in and grab hold of Jesus, but neither does he sit apathetically by waiting for the healer to come along. Instead, he cries out almost in joy, and he will not be silenced, calling out for Jesus to have mercy on him. And it's only when Jesus asks him specifically what he wants that he asks to see again. I imagine that however his blindness descended, however he may have raged against the loss of his sight, however he may have for a time despaired at the loss of light, Bartimaeus came eventually to find peace, joy, and assurance in the dark. I imagine that he discovered there a deeper kind of hope than he had known before. On the eve of the Velvet Revolution in what was then Czechoslovakia, Václav Havel wrote about what it means to hope. Hope, he says, is a state of mind, not a state of the world. Either we have hope within us, or we don't. Hope is definitely not the same as optimism. It's not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. It is hope, above all, that gives strength to live and to continually try new things. Even in conditions that seem as hopeless as ours do, here and now. In the face of this absurdity, life is too precious a thing to permit its devaluation by living pointlessly, emptily, without meaning, without love, and finally, without hope. Real hope, as writer and activist Rebecca Solnit points out, is always dark, because the future is forever dim. And while the darkness may frighten us, in her words, it is always the dark, not just of the grave, but of the womb. 
For out of the darkness emerge possibilities we could never have imagined in the clear light of day. If the emergence of hope from the dark is true in the secular life, how much truer it is for the Christian, who bears not only Christ's life within her, but first bears Christ's death on the cross. We who profess the faith of Jesus profess not that he died and made everything okay in the world, but that having died and risen, he now lives right here in us, still working to stitch back together this fractured world. I think that what Bartimaeus discovered in the dark is that although he could no longer see, he could be seen seen in the depths of his being, known and loved in the very foundation of his soul, in that darkest place within that is reserved for God alone. And in that foundational place, too deep really even to call it love, for it is so much more than that, It's from that deepest place that hope is born. Having lived and having been loved in such darkness, perhaps it wasn't so important to Bartimaeus to see the physical world. Perhaps he had learned to live with such joy and such hope that dark or not, The world's beauty drew him into the life of God right here and now. And I can't imagine that having had his sight restored, he could ever forget that fantastic condition of being seen and known in the dark. Surely such an experience had changed everything for him. So I return to my original question. As the darkness gathers, what does hope look like now? And I really don't know. But I do know that I don't want to wait for the maples to die to let their beauty pierce my soul. And that whether in darkness or in light, I will go on planting tulips each fall and dreaming of their growth through the winter months. Rebecca Solnit reminds us that joy doesn't betray, but sustains activism. And when you face a politics that aspires to make you fearful, alienated, and isolated, Joy is a fine initial act of insurrection. So perhaps that's just it. Hope looks much the same as it always has. It looks like love. It looks like tenderness. Like grief. Like beauty and heartache and rage, 
It looks like wonder. It looks like joy. It looks like a room full of people gathered at a table, remembering the life of God that flows through us, that remembers us, so that we can remember the world. Maybe hope looks like dying and rising once more.